What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Insurrection Inc. podcast. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick announcement before we start the show. We have an announcement at the end of the show, so please stick around and listen to that. Thank you. Welcome to the Insurrection Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, alongside Jay, Porter, and Stratty. Uh, today's uh, the normal episodes, rather than having uh, someone to interview, like the last few. Uh, finally, I'm, I'm here. I've actually decided <laughs> to show up for once. Uh, I'm not asleep. I'm not playing Minecraft. I'm not going to a rally that didn't happen. It did um, happen. You're just too retarded to find. No, it. it did not happen. You're just it stupid. It happened. I was lied to by the fake news, Fox News. You know what I'm saying? Just like everything else. Um, good old Sean Hannity is a dirty, rotten liar. Um, <laughs> What's new? Uh, yeah, for real. Um, anyway, today uh, I'm not entirely sure what we're supposed to be talking about, like at all. <laughs> Why did you take the open Porter, then? Because <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, okay, because... sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> I know Porter uh, decided he get a little big brain over the week and decided to write an article for a website that a buddy of ours has opened up. Um, and he wanted to talk about that. So, Porter, why don't you go ahead and take it away and get us started? Uh, yeah, I wrote an article for Hopian.org, which, uh, like you said, a buddy of ours has started up with some Twitter friends of his. And I, I don't consider myself a Hopian, but it was an appropriate article for their website. And... I sat down and wrote it in an hour and a half on Monday, and it was published Tuesday night. It was just kind of like a free-flowing thing. And the title of it was, Is Libertarianism Apathetic? And it was in response to a tweet by some uh, like fairly popular Catholic authright account on Twitter. And basically they said that, uh, I think the first line, I don't remember exactly, the first line of the tweet was something like, Libertarian ideology can be summed up in one word, apathy. And then he went on to say, like, we don't care about the nation, our people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, basically, you know, moral values. And so what I argued in the article, to make the argument shorter, is that, one, what he's getting wrong is that he thinks libertarianism is synonymous with radical individualism, which is also uh, an error that some uh, misguided libertarians make as well. Uh, it's to think that it means that libertarianism necessarily condones things like hedonism and selfishness and uh, basically a disregard for any uh, cultural values, something like that. Uh, And so it's funny that authoritists and uh, people that the Hoppians call libertarians make the the same mistake and take it in different directions. And then I answered the the charge more directly of whether libertarianism is apathetic, and my answer was absolutely not. Because it's just a set of basic rules for uh, for human interaction uh, that guide you know guide what you're what you are and are not allowed to do legally speaking, but it doesn't uh, take a stance on uh, moral issues beyond that basically like personal moral issues, personal moral convictions, things like that. But that shouldn't be construed as apathy. I argued instead that it's instead excuse me instead should be construed as uh, fertile ground for debate basically. And I wanted to take it a little bit further in this episode and expand on some other ways in which libertarianism is not apathetic, and maybe some ways in which the state actually encourages the the degenerate behavior that the authoritists hate so much. Yeah. Yeah, it was was pretty good. Uh, I must say, I read it. I, I didn't read when you sent it, but I did read it before the episode, so, you know, points for me, I guess. That's uh, better than half the people here. 
I read half of it. Uh, well, oh, you read half of it, so half a point for Andrew. What? Yes. What it kind of reminded me of is uh, basically, uh, in a way, Hoppe's critique on paleoconservatism and how uh, paleoconservatives, they don't, you know, necessarily, because they don't adhere to economic law or understand economics in any way, uh, basically, while they are wanting for a conservative culture, they want socialist economics to back it up. And socialist economics is just going to, you know, degrade the conservative institutions they want because it's subsidizing it. And basically, I mean, uh, for lack of a better words, it's just making everything lazy, no incentive to grow on its own. Uh, and it just degrades all on its own because everything's stagnant. They don't have a reason to work towards what they want uh, for their future. Yeah. And actually I did, uh, I didn't mention this part of the article, but at the very end, I did uh, address one criticism that I thought would be pretty obvious, which is uh, since I said earlier that I thought libertarianism should be construed as uh, providing you know, open ground for debate uh, over what the moral values, the cultural values of a society should be, that authoritists would consider that uh, basically implicitly giving in to the people who uh, they think have the wrong opinions on moral values because they say a debate shouldn't be allowed at all which obviously goes against libertarianism, but also uh, their only alternative, the only way to enforce that is with some kind of uh, artificial power, like a, like a state, basically. And uh, what, what always happens when you have that is power is never a one-way street. Someone else can always use it against you as well when you set up these institutions of power. And we've always seen that happen in history. States that started off very uh, traditionalist, or culturally, culturally conservative, uh, such as the Western monarchies in Europe, uh, relatively quickly uh, progressed into uh, degeneracy. And, uh, you know, basically all of Europe was inbreeding by like the 16 or 1700s. And then way before got, that, <laughs> then you got liberal democracies uh, and that just kind of accelerated it. And Hoppe talks about that as well, which is why I thought this article was appropriate for Hoppian.org. But yeah, the, the paleoconservatives get it wrong by assuming that they'll always stay in power. That's, that's the crux of the issue, is that someone can always use that power against you, and it'll probably be someone who doesn't hold the same values as you at all. Well, you know, I, I think, number one, is the, the whole bring Hoppe into this in general is very interesting, because, of course, you know, Walter Block and Hans Hermann Hoppe have a lot of back and forth. And... Walter Block actually did end up writing something about this called the, you know, plumb line libertarianism, where he goes into the thick line and the thin line. And I think one of Papa's failings here is he's sort of on the inverse side of the what they claim the Lalbert thing, where the issue with the what they call the Lalberts is they take libertine as meaning libertarian. So they assert that in order to be libertarian, you have to accept what the conservatives would see as degeneracy. But then on the opposite end, you have, you know, the Hoppians, which will say that conservatism is libertarianism. And that's also an issue. And Walter Block takes issue with that, calling that thick line libertarianism, where you're trying to fit too much into what is really a narrow social uh, legal order. That's, that's exactly all, what I argue. Yeah, yeah. That's all libertarianism is. It's thin line. It's, hey, this is property rights. This is individual rights. And you can take the libertine or the conservative position, 
assuming you don't harm the rights of others, but neither of them are inherently libertarian. So your article was very reminiscent of Walter Bloch's thin line libertarianism, which I agree with. I believe libertarianism has to be thin line. Yeah, I actually haven't read that specific piece by Walter Block, but yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. That sounds about right. I'll have to look that up. It's a very interesting article, and he does directly take on Hoppe's critique that libertarianism is inherently conservative, which, again, I do think is a failing of the conservative, the socially conservative libertarians, as when they critique the socially libertine libertarians, that they take the same position in the inverse. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> if I if I put that, it wouldn't have gotten published on Hoppian.org, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially not, not to rag on our friend, but he, he does fall prey to that sometimes. And that is definitely something I take issue with. It's that, hey, you know, you want to be libertine? Be libertine. If you want to be conservative, be conservative. And just talk about, like, like, like Porter says in the article, debate. Debate what the position should be. You know, you can't just say that, hey, this is libertarianism, because that's really not what it is. Well, you know, I, I, basically, in my opinion, the way we got to view libertarianism is if you oppose the use of force to uh, get your political goals accomplished, then I would say you're a libertarian. Or if you oppose violence uh, being initiated against anyone that's a non-aggressor, I'd say you're a libertarian, you know? You don't have to have a certain set of cultural views to be a libertarian. I've never really understood why some people view it as that way. I uh, agree, but I think... Because, uh, what were you going to say, Jay? Oh, just because people love to assert what they believe as the truth to be the truth, and it has to be that way. So if they're a libertarian, then it must be that their form of libertarianism is the correct way. So yeah. if you're a socially conservative libertarian or a socially libertine libertarian, then obviously you have the correct way and you have to assert onto others that this is the correct way and you're not a real libertarian if X, Y, Z. Yeah, what I was going to say is I do actually consider myself a social conservative, which is another reason that uh, I think this article kind of kind of fit in with the crowd I was going for. But uh, I do agree with Strati, like you don't have to be that way in order to be considered a libertarian i think you should um like hold the same opinions as me that's kind of how opinions work but uh, i recognize there's a difference between uh, strict legal libertarianism and uh, my personal views on uh, the values society should hold and i recognize that uh, i have to convince people of those values voluntarily which is what separates it from libertarianism yeah and i mean that is a big thing because it's like like i said if you want to be social conservative be social conservative you want to be a libertine libertine and like you said at the end of your article debate about it like that's the that's the whole point of it and that's the whole point of i were libertarian because we don't force it onto others we reach it through peaceful means and you know going back to hoppe that's uh you know that's the only thing with argumentation ethics you have to argue it so there definitely is merit in in debating it because I don't I'm personally not really either way libertine or conservative. I see points in both and I prefer to approach it from those points rather than directly assign myself to a camp. You're libertine when it comes to socialist art hose. <laughs> I'm libertine when it comes to hose in general. 
yeah. I, I, I don't I don't buy many of the uh, traditionalist rights talking points about sex and porn and all that crap. Some of them, yes, not all of them. So but, what I'm hearing is that you're basically a communist. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, I want to I want to fuck the communist out of a girl. So what I'm Jay is a threat is to the private property society. We now have two communists on the show, uh, Porter com- and Jay. I'm not a communist. I'm a collectivist, remember? Oh, my God. That's arguably worse. I don't care. I will <laughs> seize the means of reproduction with my dick. Sorry, we had to, uh, we had to you know. There we goes were the star. Too, we were being too smart for ten minutes straight. We, it had to go back to something else. Hey man, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> he said, well, this time it was Porter's fault because he brought it up. Well, I, didn't... <laughs> I did derail that one. <laughs> Your own but, yeah. article, and you derailed it. Good job. So I wanted to expand on it. Basically, two things we didn't touch is one: the state encourages a lot of behavior that the arthritis uh, consider to be degenerate, and then also, uh, what was the second point? I forgot it. Uh, good job (laughs) it's been a long day we're good at running a show here (laughs) the one time that i can stay on topic because i'm sober yeah nobody else can (laughs) it's a rarity um (laughs) i don't know we'll start with that and i'll remember the second one as we go well we'll start with my alcoholism no not (laughs) (laughs) ways in which the state encourages so-called degenerate behavior oh boy Uh, that's a long one (laughs) <laughs> I guess the big one is uh, monetary policy. That's the easy one. It's e- easy money, artificially low, or artificially high, excuse me, time preference leads to, you know, less saving, which uh, degrades institutions. It uh, promotes consumerism. Consumers like spelled like the two O's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the triple parentheses. Yeah, that too. That, yeah. Well, I mean, what what is the because consumerism really can mean quite a few things depending on how it's used. Where what is the underlying issue of consumerism, in your opinion? Uh, I think the uh, the whole Australia. like <laughs> the consumer, like the whole like two O's consumerism, like the whole uh, we, we brought up, like no, hold up, we brought up the two O's in triple parentheses, and Stratty had to go for a second. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. <laughs> That form of consumerism is like is all the uh, so-called soy boys being like overly obsessed with like different brands and stuff like Marvel and like Star Wars. Like, there's nothing wrong with liking those things, but when you like make it your entire personality, and like you end up being like these millennials, like that are actually like have power in government now, basing their entire existence off Harry Potter references. It's like (laughs) that's that's I think the level. Like, I don't even know if it's. That's it's Actually, like beyond. That's post consumerism. No, I got. I got to gotta interject real quick. Everyone that listens to the show knows I'm not a Christian. But yesterday, somebody in the instruction chat sent a Vice article saying, oh "Is Harry Potter the Jesus of a new era or whatever?" And it's like, even to me, that shit is fucking blasphemous. I mean, really, is, G- is Harry Potter the new Jesus? Is that Basically. really the level of infantilization in our society that we've reached to that you have to take a very important figure in history, arguably, not even arguably, one of the most important figures in history and compare it to a fucking children's book? And I mean, what if Vice ran an article, is Harry Potter the new Muhammad of an era? 
If, <laughs> what, what would happen? Their headquarters would be firebombed. Yeah, yeah. that's a no-go. Yeah. But if you anything, can say they should write it. <laughs> the religion of peace would not take <laughs> kindly to that. Well, we <laughs> just we vice our firebomb. The media would come after them full force. Because, you know, the media is not going to attack anyone about... who uses Jesus like yeah, that. Because you can say somebody's somebody's new Jesus, but you can't say if somebody's new Harry Potter. And you can make. And I guess here's where the consumerism comes in. Like we even have to commercialize religion and put it into the new social norms. Where like I was just about to say that. Yeah. They made a fucking gay Jesus movie <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, and the, that is just probably the best example of this is the Christmas season because Christmas is like oh my God. consumerist season in the Western world, and it's completely secularized now. When it was originally like purely a religious holiday, and that's a hundred percent. Well, I don't want to say 100%. Really that definitely Coca-Cola has some other one. causes, but... They yeah, you can't. Like... Santa Claus. I mean, Santa Claus is real. Sorry about that. <laughs> we, can't, we can't piss off the 10-year-olds to listen to our show. Yeah. We'll <laughs> lose all of our fan base. <laughs> Dobby's Dobby crying. <laughs> no, but yeah, and that is definitely something that does annoy me, because it's like, I cannot stand the Christmas season for that reason. It's... And I guess, yeah, this is where I see the issue with consumers. And like, it's so fucking empty that you have to come and commercialize the most the second most i'm not christian so what's more important christmas or easter in the uh to christians easter probably easter, easter yeah so yeah, then easter. christmas will be like the second most important right probably yeah. yeah so you take the second most important holiday and you cheapen it up for over a month and you make it solely about selling toys so it's not even like the family aspect of christmas where it's like Hey, you know, the families come in together, and even if they hate each other, they're here, they're spending time with each other, and that's... No, it's not even that. It's, hey, how much stupid bullshit can we shove down your throats from Halloween to Christmas? Well, how much can we shove down your throats? And uh, that, I really I mean, enjoy I hearing that. the Jews complain about how uh, <laughs> Christmas and stuff has been commercialized. This is, this is funny. Yeah, who might be responsible? <laughs> well, if you want to... Yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola! <laughs> like... like like Andrew said, Coca-Cola is responsible for that. So no, fuck it out of here. Is. Well, well if it's you not just Coca-Cola. The, the, but they the, started it. The Santa Claus, yes. But the traditions of gift giving and stuff go back a lot further. Uh, and ironically, uh, I got that information from a PragerU video, which we all know who that's run by. So that just kind of makes sense. Um, <laughs> some birds and some Snyders up at Coca-Cola. <laughs> Am I allowed but, uh, to say that? If, <laughs> yes. I, mean, like, I give you to take it. Stratty and I give you the pass. Okay. Yeah, but sorry, really sorry but, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but if you wanted to take it a step further, though, like even with, uh, you know, I'm not sure if this is really a religious holiday, but it definitely used to have meaning to it. Valentine's Day has become commercialized. Yep, and That's like that, example. you know, that used to be so like a like I mean, it still is for some people a real day of celebration of love. But I mean, now, like, fuck, I mean, good luck getting a date if you can't get a fucking you know, can't buy something off the stores and give it to them. Like, shit, is, that's not I've, what it's about. I've only been on one Valentine's Day date. One. And she didn't even like Valentine's Day. She almost canceled the date when I brought her chocolates. Hey, Jay, <laughs> you want to hear something funny? Sure. So the only Valentine's date-type deal I've ever been on was a middle school Valentine's Day dance that my middle school did. And guess who I asked her to dance? Denver. The same chick I'm talking to now. <laughs> I can't wait. Like I can't grade. wait to go to your wedding, man. I can't wait to go to your wedding. If it even happens, bro, I don't even know what's going on. You have to 
okay, here's the dating advice portion. You have to assert this is your role. She's the chase. You're the hunter. You have to assert, you fucking retard. You can't just sit back so I and just hang out in her... and get on horseback, right? <laughs> no, you should pull out the fucking form and the windowless van. <laughs> Today I learned Evil Knievel actually kidnapped his wife twice. Uh, what a guy. <laughs> the second time they got married. The first time he was arrested. So I think probably like <laughs> Count Dankula probably like you know read it for that like just to exaggerate like he prob they probably ran away with each other but her parents reported it as a kidnapping. <laughs> but still he kidnapped his wife twice. Yeah, so hey, make what it three story. times, dude. Third time's the charm. Can we get that I've as a How I Met Your Mother episode? How <laughs> oh, I Met her? Your Mother. Yeah, so there was actually a lot of cattle pros and chloroform. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Go ahead, Porter. I've also been on only one Valentine's Day date, but it wasn't actually on Valentine's Day. It was in celebration of it, but this was last year, and I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Valentine's Day, so I couldn't actually go on that day. She did come bring me ice cream later that day on actual Valentine's Day. So you could have ended it. You could have ended it. She did come. (sighs) I'm not a degenerate like you, Jay. Yes, because my uh, my Valentine's Day date, the only one I went on, we went to IHOP. Please don't. (laughs) Walked in the backseat of my car, and then hung out in her dorm with her friends. I told you not. <laughs> we went to IHOP. It was fucking empty. That's the least romantic thing I've ever heard. She I didn't like Valentine's nice... Day. She didn't like it. So it's like this was I was like, hey, because we were like in my bed after sex like a week before, and I was like, hey, you know, uh Valentine's Day has come up. Do you want to do anything? And she's like, I don't really like it. And I'm like, yeah, neither do I, but still we gotta do something, right? Like I've never done it before, so that that was it. That was it. <laughs> That's so not wholesome. That whatever. Uh, when did I ever say it was? Top. When did I ever say it was wholesome? Yeah, that's a wholesome zero type. Like you didn't not claim it was move. wholesome. I'm just saying it's not. <laughs> Very unchungus. That's for, like, honestly. But should not we get back on point here, or just uh, keep going? Uh, yes. So yeah, but the commercialization of holidays. Yeah. So everything we're describing uh, is you know the, the the commercialization of holidays. Like Stratty said, you have to buy something for Valentine's Day, or it's not romantic. Uh, which, you know, that's a, you have to consume something in order to love somebody now. Uh, you have to consume for Christmas or else you're not really celebrating Christ, which doesn't make any sense to me. And things like that. And uh, the arthritis like to ascribe this to the free market and to capitalism. And, the Jews. and it's true that the <laughs> abundance of goods is, uh, you know, due to the free market. That's, uh, you know, they can still construe that as a bad thing well, somehow. Well, it's not a, a to but the free market, that's, to the that's market. Separate. Yeah, but that's separate from the uh, the cultural impulses to to buy, buy, buy. You know, you have to buy something in order to show you feel anything. Uh, that's that's a separate cultural impulse, and that's more of a result of uh, specifically federal Federal Reserve policy. They they explicitly want people to buy more. They think uh, the economy is driven by consumption, and that's the whole reason we have inflation. Theoretically, at least, that's the justification. Is that uh, a constantly rising price level encourages people to spend more now instead of and save less, basically? So uh, buying instead of saving, and that uh, over time. I mean, we've had the Fed for about a hundred years now, a little bit more. Hundred seven, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of effect over time that compounds over generations, and now we have this mass consumerist culture where nothing is uh, left untouched, nothing is sacred from 
the the buy attitudes, I guess. And I mean, it, the way that just destroys the family in general. I mean, that whole, hey, we have to fuel everything off debt. And it's very, very deep-seated because, I mean, one basic fact is a man's not going to start a family until he's in a good financial position for the most part. That's just fact. You're not going to start a family until you're in a good financial position. So when it's harder for a man to make a living, suddenly his time horizon has really been pushed forward for starting a family. Yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. And then to reach that level of spending that we want to be at when we have a family requires both partners to be working. So you don't have anybody at home raising the children, whether it's a mother or a father. They're working all day and they have their children off being raised since they can't afford a private school. Their children are off being indoctrinated in a public school. So their children are not around the family all day. The family is gone all day working. When they get home, they're exhausted. They have no time for their family. They're probably not cooking home at meals. They're probably buying shit off the street. They're probably just having a simple dinner. They might, they're probably not even having it at the table. And then what does the kid want to do when they get home? Oh, they just want to go off, be on YouTube all day, watch uh, whatever fucking new fidget spinner video that some clickbait channel. Hey, again, the consumerism, these clickbait YouTube channels are putting out there. They want, they don't want to spend time with the family. The parents want time away because they've been busy working all day. So they want to be off watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever. So this whole spend, spend, spend mentality degrades the family onto every level. It's almost like this is all planned. That's all I'm saying. Triple parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. I didn't. Say, that's not my words. It's my words. My it's words. it's always Jay's the Jews. Jewish. Jay's Jewish. I'm letting y'all in on a conspiracy. I was at the last Zionist Global Order uh, meeting last <laughs> week, and I'm just telling you guys the insider info. But don't tell them I told you, because then I'm not gonna get my checks. Yeah. Well, two responses to that. One, the public school thing is interesting that you brought up, uh, because the public schools probably have something to do with this. Uh, mass indoctrination into consumerist culture as well. I mean, the corporations, the, the big ones, own the politicians, they own the central bank, they own the regulators. It's pretty reasonable to assume that they own the schools in a, you know, in a variety of ways as well. And the second part is, uh, you said that in order to start a family, you have to have you know, a certain level of savings, certain uh, financial ability, and uh, per Bailan talked about this in our interview with him a little bit. He says he explained how the the state depresses wages, basically has uh, all of its regulations and uh, financial policy stuff like that uh, tends to depress wages and uh, artificially limit options, and of course also suppress um, abilities or opportunities that is for entrepreneurship as well, and that all contributes to uh, having to start a family later as well. Oh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the less you make, and the more your wages are depressed, and the harder it is to move up in the job market, the less likely you are to have kids, because kids are fucking expensive. I mean, well, to even live on your own is expensive. Imagine raising a family of four. And going back to the point real quick, and this is, good, this is bringing up a different point, but it's also uh, caused by this, uh, the Federal Reserve. Well, you know, when they print more money, they cause higher prices, of course. Well, Whenever higher prices are coming out, the cost of living is automatically going to go up. How are we supposed to give a good future for um, the, uh, our children or whatever if we can't afford to give them that future because of constantly high prices, especially right now with the economy stagnant and how much they're printing? 
uh, you know, these stimulus checks, all the money, whenever the economy is totally open up, it, a lot of this is uh, money's going to be worthless and we're just not going to be able to spend like businesses aren't going to be able to survive. So, you know, business people who have families, they're not going to be able to put food on the table and people who just work, but also need to supply for their family. They're not going to be able to afford it, you know? And that's caused by the Federal Reserve's uh, printing and the government intervention and all that stuff, like you were, all were just talking about. And that's, a, that's another uh, problem. Again, going back to the whole they ignore economic law, if they realize this one thing about economic law, so many of their problems would be solved. Another thing that I want to add to that, that uh, honestly, I wasn't paying attention that much because I was scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> but I paid attention enough to know what you were talking about. Um, and I want to give like a That's more, all we ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to give him more, like, uh, for, just kind of show how dire that situation is with the what monetary policy, po uh, monetary policy, screwing everything up. And it, like over this last semester in school, I was doing uh, research papers on the potential of like uh, economic collapse within the United States, uh, particularly with uh, the COVID nineteen quote pandemic. Um, Plandemic. Plandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Triple uh parentheses <laughs> uh one of, one of the biggest things i found of course i'm not like i know basic economic theory and i know how to apply it but like i'm i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm economically versed like i'm not the big like uh money guru like these guys are i'm more philosophy and political science than i am economics um but one thing i did come across is like hey wait 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 i'm not a money guru otherwise i won't be fucking broke can money, you please let him finish his Money point? rabbi, no. my bad. Before you forget what he's talking about. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I came across was the thing that, like, of course, it was the government keeps spending, 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 like, doing this whole thing for stimulus packages. Uh, but for whatever reason, the debt count isn't going up as fast as it should be. Um, with each dollar of government debt that increases, private savings also have to increase, or else the U.S. dollar starts to lose value. Is that correct? Is that did I like research that and like come across that correctly? Just roughly. To, uh, roughly. Okay. I know that was a very basic thing. Like the article, the paper I got that from was a super long peer-reviewed paper, so I'm summarizing heavily there. Yeah, but no. That it's was like if if they keep spending and like you're not saving, then your value goes down. Period. So. Yeah. Um, well, of course, with the coronavirus stuff uh, and the government still spending more and more money, trillions by the week or even by the day at this point. Um, and then just encouraging you to spend to hopefully get the economy up. You're not saving those stimulus checks. You're not saving that unemployment. You're going out and spending it because you have to. Because you've been the media has built you into this panic, so you make you buy all this stuff to cause shortages, mm -hmm. to make you buy the stuff to not save the money. And of course, it doesn't help if the Fed goes into negative interest rates as well. Um, so you're not going to have any savings at all. It's only going to go down with the debt still going up. So whatever degenerate actions like divorce and stuff like happens to the welfare program, people are going to, they're going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. And it's going to be because of the government action. And well, you know, and talking about savings, you actually made me think of something we were talking about earlier this week that I did want to bring up. Uh, and it's also relevant to this because it's the same people that Porter is discussing are the same people saying, well, if you're in economic trouble or financial trouble right now because of this lockdown, that's your fault because you didn't have the right amount of savings. You know, the kind of people that think with the pick up uh, yourself by your own bootstraps mentality. Well, you know, it's funny that they say that because when they say that, it's kind of like they are 
admitting how ignorant they are of the economic circumstances that are going on right now and then just what human characteristics are like let's face it there it's harder for some humans to make it in the this economy because it's not totally free market and if it were totally free market and we weren't facing these lockdowns maybe you know even the lowest on the totem pole wouldn't really be having too much financial problems with or without savings. Because, I mean, just so many people, good and bad, they, they have to make it paycheck to paycheck just because of the way our economy is. And that's sad, but that's the truth. Yeah, and I, I just think it's... Go ahead. No, no, you go, ahead. what's up? Uh, I was just gonna say, I think it's funny that it's always like these like normie conservatives saying pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see a, a any libertarian like say that. Yeah, <laughs> I really haven't. Like, but you'd think libertarians would be the one people saying that based off stereotypes, but I have yet to see mm-hmm. a single libertarian say that. Well, and that's because real libertarians are real free marketers and know what this economy that we have now is and the problems it uh, gives people that are trying to work in this economy. Uh, you know, just so many people don't give us the time of day because they have all these negative connotations of us. Basically, yeah. is what you're getting at. <laughs> but I, I think it's. Liber- oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, Can you I tell it's been a while since we've done an actual episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to make an analogy if you want me to go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make an analogy and I'll speak. So, Stadi, shut the fuck up once he's done. <laughs> um, I guess like the the more libertarian version of pull, the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing was like, yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps if the bootstraps weren't cut off by the government in the first place. Hmm. There's no bootstraps to pull yourself up by. Yeah, we got taken away from you. That's a good banned. one. We're we're stealing that one. I'm stealing we're, we're, that. One. We're, we're, I'm how do you steal it right from yourself? Now. How do you steal it from yourself, you idiot? I'm stealing it from you stealing it. Hey, I stole my own fucking sandwich. Arrest me. What the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Uh, Look, if you steal someone's sandwich and I steal it from you, exist. am I really stealing from the original person? No, I'm stealing it from you stealing it. Gotta explore I'm that sense different, here. Gotta, gotta explore that a different day. But well, I was gonna say, that's right. It, it's also funny that you bring up those same people that we've been critiquing and how they say that shit, like pull, you know, to pull your blah 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 blah. I'm very tired. Uh, these are the same people that rag on, like, especially the authors that Porter was talking about. They'll rag on like, oh, you know, look at what capitalism did. Americans don't even have enough savings to get a $500 emergency expense. And it's like, and at the same time, with no self-awareness, they'll go, they'll blame it on capitalism. And then they'll say that we need more government to make sure people have the savings. When we've been living for over 100 years in a system where the government and its cronies have made sure that you cannot save with our currency because it's yeah, not. It's structurally about. designed to discourage saving. It's it's designed to yeah. make saving irrational. Why that's, would the yeah, why is this that's the whole point of the Federal for Reserve the, for the last seventy or so years has been its direct model has been debt, 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 spend, 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 spend. Why would these people want you to save? It is their fault. You are not saving, not because of the economic system of capitalism. It's not the markets that say you can't save. And they never listen to the Austrians on this. They just think that, oh, we think that, oh, you know, if a toaster is $3 cheaper, that's better for the consumers. We don't have a stance on that. Our stance is that savings drives the economy, that spending does not grow an economy. And we are in a fake economy because nobody is spent, because nobody is saving, because all we're doing is spending. So it's not the fault of the markets. 
that people aren't saving. Saving drives healthy markets. And it just annoys me to no fucking end when these people with no irony will say that, yeah, we need the government to help us save. It astounds me. The lack of self-awareness. All right, so I think that's a good summary for that aspect of it. The one other thing I wanted to touch on that I didn't expand on in the article was that uh, claiming libertarianism is apathetic is stupid because we're uh, very empathetic about different things than what the authoritists want us to be. Uh, It's not that we're apathetic, it's that we care about the things that they don't care about. And that's things like uh, injustice and, uh, you know, violence against peaceful people. We're very much against that. We feel very strongly. I mean, we have a whole podcast about it, basically. So uh, to say that we're apathetic is just kind of stupid. They just don't understand it. No, I mean, they don't understand it at all. And that's because they don't ever look at the... I mean, just going off of what we just said there, they don't ever look at the philosophical groundwork of libertarianism. They don't look at... uh, Well, there's a whole variety of libertarian thought out there, but basically at the end of the day, it's all uh, predicated on the thought of don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Um, So obviously, whenever they try to say it's uh, apathetic, um, they're they're just viewing it through one one vision uh, without realizing libertarianism is a multi uh multi-pointed uh uh, prong i'm sorry i'm tired too (laughs) they really i mean there's there's visions all across the spectrum that is libertarianism they all have their reasons for why they think libertarianism is the best and why this is the kind of society they should pursue and a lot of those reasons are for empathetic reasons uh like you said porter or even uh wanting to get a sense of tradition traditional uh, values like so like i mean in my opinion if you really want to raise a family and have uh traditional values the best way you can do it is a decentralized political uh decentralized politically decentralized government deregulated people have your own property and get to do what you want on that property without having anyone mess with you that's the best way of getting to go back to a sense of traditionalism and i and again they don't understand that they feel they have to force it i would even add on that uh the people who make that criticism the most, the authoritarian rightists mm-hmm. are, imp- are, excuse me, are apathetic most of the time mm-hmm. uh, in just except for in certain areas, they feel very strongly, which is like nationalism and um, occasionally race realism or something like that. But when it comes to being anti-war, some of them uh, are just anti-war only because they're, you know, social Darwinists or something. Mm-hmm. And they just don't think that the people were bombing can be helped and they should be left uh, you know, to rot on their own and we don't need to waste money on them or something. Whereas we're anti-war because we don't like seeing little brown kids getting bombed by U.S. Yeah. predator drones. And yeah. So I think they have the much more apathetic position on most of the things that really matter, and libertarians don't. And that's what I was going to bring up. This, like, hey, when we, we're not apathetic, because our issues that we hold dear, we're passionate about them, or at least the good libertarians are. Because, like, war? We're not a I mean, sure, we're against war because it's, you know, a waste of money. But more importantly, it's a waste of life. People are getting murdered on both sides for no fucking reason other than the profit of those on top. We're passionate about that. Police brutality. We're passionate about that because we don't believe that people should be, you know, 
beat up and shot and thrown in the cage for victimless crimes. We're passionate about a lot of things. And, well, the thing is, what if the... And Porter just left, but... Uh, <laughs> and the thing... Yeah, Porter has to go. Were, yeah, but what you were just saying, like, I want to, you know, and uh, go off real quick on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only kind of debate you have in libertarian circles that involves war is about just war theory. And uh, there's some libertarians who have the idea of what a just war is, and I totally disagree, but still, like, it's never coming from a place of conquest or imperialism, and I can at least sit comfortable knowing that that's not around in our circles. And then going on to the police brutality thing, well, hold on, going back, actually. <laughs> All the auth writers, whenever the war issue's brought up, this is what they debate. No, I want to bomb these people in this country because of their beliefs in this sense, or no, actually, we should bomb these people in this country because they have these beliefs and these policies. Uh, again, they're not being apathetic at all. They're wanting to force their will. And that, that's not, there's nothing, uh, I mean, not apathetic. They're not being empathetic. And there's nothing empathetic about forcing your will. Um, no. Maybe there's a little bit of enthusiasm behind forcing <laughs> your will, but it's damn sure not good enthusiasm. And uh, on the second point about uh, police brutality, I've never seen one authorider take the side of anyone in the case of police brutality. Not even, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take that back. They give white nationalists a bit of a break when it comes to police brutality. Mm-hmm. And that's always been funny to me because I'm, I'm with them. Like, no, a white nationalist shouldn't be targeted by any sort of police force if he's not uh, committing acts of violence against non-aggressors or their property. I agree mm-hmm. with them there. What I don't agree with them on is that they give these people the benefit of the doubt, but not other people simply just because of the color of their skin. Now, that is a perfect segue for what our next topic is about. Um, oh, so, are we done talking about this? Yeah, I'd say it's time to move on. And then we'll I don't move. think we have much of a choice since the person leading that conversation has yeah. gone. Yeah, so, so we'll uh, get on to this topic and then wrap up. Yeah, so... I wanted to talk about and bring it up because I think it's important. Um, the sh- the murder of Ahmaud Arbery and uh, what's the other girl's name? Taylor. Uh, that's her last name. Let me pull it up real quick. He says Stanley gonna, Taylor, right? Uh, I'm gonna pull it up. I have it right here because I've heard that one. So, all right. Well, uh, let's start with Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. So. I mean, everyone knows at this point what it was. And if you don't know, a man was killed, uh, a black man was killed in Georgia going down the street, uh, jogging, supposedly. And he was approached by two men in a truck with guns. And he reacted by, as any sane human being would, trying to tear the gun out of one of the man's hands. And then they shot him to death. Now, uh, there's a lot more debate going on than I would have imagined about this. Because there's some people in our circle, uh, not that we associate with, but that just use the title libertarian uh, or even anarchist. And they're trying to justify the murder of this guy. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this, Jay. But before I even start, I want to mention this. You know, after the fact that I because I did uh, as soon as this broke, I I was, you know, uh, very heavy on this because i think it's it's stupid it's a ex-cop and his son shot this guy <laughs> and the county that they killed him in is notorious for corruption in the courts and the police system and when this guy was an assistant to the da uh how are we supposed to trust the courts in this situation uh and that that is directed at the people saying innocent until proven guilty 
Uh, I usually agree with that. But in this case, we have evidence in front of our eyes. Now, no. um, people are saying that um, because there was also footage of him going inside a construction site, you know, and I, I you know, that's wrong. You shouldn't yeah. go onto other people's property. Should you be shot for going onto someone's property? And he didn't take anything. At least that's what I saw. I don't think he even stole anything off the no. property. He was just on it. Uh, even if he took anything, you should not be murdered for that. Uh, any good Rothbardian knows that uh, the punishment for a crime should be proportionate to the crime. Mm -hmm. um, and murder is not proportionate to theft, in my opinion, or uh, trespassing, I should say, actually. Murder is not proportionate to trespassing. Yeah. Uh, second point I want to make before I let you speak is uh, someone else posted this, and I can't remember who, so forgive me, but someone made the point. Anyone who's taught gun safety, whether it's from their parents or uh, class, are taught to never pull out a gun in a situation unless you're willing to use it. Mm -hmm. Why would they approach this man with guns drawn if they weren't willing to use it? I mean, it, I mean really, if someone's approaching you with a gun, your first instinct's going to be, oh, what the fuck, i got to defend myself. And to every single one of the you people out there that are saying you're going to hands up, don't shoot or surrender, you're a pussy, okay? Because even if you don't have a gun, even if I didn't have a gun, I mean, I understand that fear gets you, but, you know, I've, I promise you, your impulse is going to be to defend yourself. And yeah. um, one more thing I want to say, and I'm sorry, I just got to uh -huh. get this out. Jay. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, uh, Menace, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so Menace, if I stole something from Jay, does that give, and you, and you witnessed it, does that give you the right to come and attack me? It's a nonviolent crime, you know? Does that give you the right to come and use force against me because I committed a nonviolent crime against someone else? Well, d saying a nonviolent crime, meaning like there was no violence involved, I mean, technically yeah, it was a nonviolent crime, but I mean, I'd have to come see what was going on, but I'm not going to go over there and like, shoot you. Yeah. And I, I mean, everyone's trying to make the case that it was okay for them to do it because he was on someone else's property. And uh, I'm going to make this distinction really quick because I, uh, some people have been saying that in Georgia, it's totally okay for them to do what they did. Now, everything I've been reading about um, a citizen's arrest, which is what they claim they were trying to do, a citizen's arrest cannot happen unless you actually see a crime happen. I'm not convinced they actually saw this happen. Um, from everything I've read in the reports, and again, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am. I don't know if they actually witnessed him inside of that construction site. But besides that point, only the owner of that property can, uh, with or is warranted to pursue the person who was on their property or to pursue anyone who stole something of their property or to hire someone to pursue the person who was on slash stole their property. You can't just go after someone because they did something to someone else. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, I, I was we're just talking about it. how I'm going to kill Strati for like existing. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. But uh, since I don't know what the hell you guys talked about, sorry if I go over something you already did. Uh, but no, you're good. Anyway, first things first. I actually do want to give some credit to a, an author writer that I am friends with. That he has been very good on this, that it, this guy got murdered, and he has been very annoyed with how people in his camp have been treating it, because it is 
absolutely fucking absurd. Like, even with that video footage, like you said, the response has to be proportionate to the crime. You know, there's a lot of straw man memes that, haha, you know, funny straw man, where it's like, oh, when uh, a kid accidentally falls in your yard, so he blows brains out with a 12 gauge. And it's like, but you can't do that. Because it's, sure, property rights are an absolute, but you can't just shoot somebody for trespassing. And I mean, a lot of theorists have talked about this. Like, you know, if somebody accidentally makes their way onto your land, let's say you have a big 10-mile plot of land in the woods, and they accidentally make it onto your land, and you tell them, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but you got to get out of here. And you show them the way to get out. You have to give them time to leave. You can't just follow him for 10 minutes, say, sorry, you're still on my land, and then shoot him in the back. That's not justified by the nap. That's not justified by any rights theory. Sure, just because it's your land doesn't mean you can shoot them for whatever reason. He has to pose an actual threat to you. So to be fair, if you have 10 mile, like, like 10 mile, like, area of land, 10 square miles of land, you're probably not going to care if someone's, like, in the far corners of it anyway. No, of course not. You won't even know they're there. No, but, you know, hypothetically, let's say he makes it to your house. Yeah. And, you know, he's hanging out there for me because he's tired. And, you you know, you have to give him a reasonable amount of time to get out. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to shoot you if you don't leave. Like, you have to give him the chance to leave. So in the same way, like, it's the thing that differentiates, you know, if somebody walks onto your lawn, you can't shoot them. If somebody breaks into the into your house in the middle of the night, you can shoot them because they are posing an actual threat to you. Someone who breaks into your house in the middle of the night is showing that they're willing to do harm. That's why you're allowed to shoot in defense here. But you can't shoot in defense if somebody's just on your property. So it makes it even worse when these two guys... This wasn't even their land. This was an empty construction site at yeah. the moment. So it wasn't even the property owner coming in and defending his property. There was nothing to defend because the guy came on, did nothing, and left. So for these two vigilantes to come in, decide, hey, we're going to chase this guy down. We're not going to tell him why. We're going to be on the phone with the police while we do it. And when, we, when the police ask us why we're doing it, Oh, because he's black, and, you know, he fits the description. Yep. And we're going to shoot him when he fights back. Well, this guy doesn't understand why the fuck you're chasing him down. You don't have uniforms on. You don't have badges. And I'm not saying it's okay if a cop were to do it either, but this guy really has no clue. I mean, imagine if two dudes in a pickup truck just started chasing you with guns out. How the fuck mm. would you respond to this? It's the I same mean, way. Yeah. Like, the same way. Have you guys heard this story about this prostitute that was being arrested by a, a plainclothes officer? And she didn't believe that he was playing close because he didn't have a badge on him. So when she refused to get into his car, he shot her and killed her. No, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I didn't hear yeah. about that, but I'd believe it. Yeah, and it's like, in what world? If a, if a guy who claims to be a plainclothes officer comes in with no badge and only has a gun and does he get into his car because you're under arrest, are you going to fucking yeah. believe that? No. Exactly. Prostitute or not. You know? I mean, so just like- the being a woman, I'd be fucking scared of that. I mean, imagine, you're a woman, and some dude comes in and tells you you're under arrest, and he has no proof at all that he's a cop. You're not going to get into his fucking car. You're going to resist. So in this case, it's like, these two guys, they're not even cops. They're an ex-cop and his son, and they want to play John Wayne, and they want to mm-hmm. chase down this, uh, you know, this darkie, because he was, on a, he was on a construction site when it was empty, so obviously he was up to something. No, it's trespassing. Sure, it's bad. You can't shoot a trespasser just for trespassing. And what? What also? Okay, come on now. Who? Who here hasn't wandered onto a construction site? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, but I'm not going to say I won't. 
I've, I've done, done it. it. And like, I've, I'm, I know plenty of people who've done it. I've never known anyone or even myself to do it with malicious intent. I could realistically, and I'm not just saying this for the benefit of him to make Ahmad look totally innocent here, but I'm saying realistically, just knowing how he, the human mind works, I can see someone just being like, huh, I'm bored. Let's just go look through this empty construction site. And again, like that's, I mean, I don't think that really matters uh, here or there, but I think it's just stupid to automatically assume, oh, the guy's on the construction site. He must be a criminal because that's not his property. It's like, it's empty. It was, there wasn't even people there. I mean, this was a purely empty construction site for a house. And there was just literally a frame. It was a wooden frame for a house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's he going to steal? What is he going to break? What is he going to do that's illegal besides trespassing? And it's like, yeah. And especially if there's no victim there for the trespassing, because there's no one there that he's going to harm. There's nothing there that he's going to take. So where's the victim in this crime of trespassing? Oh, what's he going to take? Some power tools? And most of those things have a lifetime warranty on them? And insurance. I mean, if this is a construction yeah. company, they have insurance on But there, I don't think there was even power tools there. Because as someone who their family, his family, works in a form of construction, I'm going to tell you that they don't leave expensive tools sitting out in a construction site when nobody's there. They take that shit back with them. Yeah, I mean, and really, the, no piece of private property at the end of the day is really worth taking a life over, in my opinion. I mean, I, yeah, if there's a certain amount of force being used against you, sure. But what kind of force was this dude using against anyone? You know, there was no victim there. The dude wandered yeah. onto a construction site, wandered off, got hunted down, and it cost him his life. And for what? And you're going to justify that how? Oh, ha ha! Just out for a jog, right? In Timberlands? Like, what? Where is the argument there? Yeah. Where is the argument for shooting a man who harmed nobody? I mean, this I goes give to the authorized. shit what he was doing. Yeah. This goes to the authorized again. It's that no victim, no crime, and they cannot wrap their heads around that. Do I want someone trespassing on my land? No. But... If I was there, I would tell them, hey, you need to get off my land. And then if they refuse and they escalate, that's when violence is justified. But if somebody wants to want trespass on your land, you tell them to get off. And they're like, oh, hey, okay, sorry. Yep. Hey, you avoided a problem. And you would not have been justified in shooting him in the back. Yep. So where in the fuck is the justification? What, because it was a black guy that wandered onto the property? What, 1352? Ha 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 ha. Am I right, fellow right-wingers? It's like... It, it fucking astounds me. It fucking astounds yeah. me that there, because if this literally was a white guy who did this, then they'd be outraged. Like, oh, you can't play vigilante. No, and it, here's the other part: these authorities do not believe in vigilante justice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, I mean, really, most of the time, the people who are kind of advocates for vigilanteism, in a sense, are libertarians. But here, fuck no, that's not even vigilanteism, in my opinion. I, I'm with you. I really like, and I'm not really one. I'm not. I was. I'm trying not to bring really the racial issue into this. But I, not I do. To. I do believe like this is a case where they actually did it. They were. They had an excuse to go shoot a black man, so they did it. They felt they could, so they did. And it's really frustrating seeing the people that were. You know, all Duncan lump this, Duncan lump that. Yeah, and then I was just going to bring that up. And they immediately turn around. Yep. And, 
okay, where were your morals? What, because it was an ex-cop that did it this time? Yeah. And because the guy and, wasn't the right color? I don't And I don't Duncan know. Lemp had a juvenile record. Yeah. And we're in, and people are dogging on Ahmaud Arbery for having a past criminal record. Okay, well, what's up with the double standard here? Like, come on now. Either the juvenile record doesn't matter or it does matter. And I personally yeah. believe that it does not matter. It doesn't matter. I mean... <laughs> There's plenty of good people that have been criminals. We don't know what was going on in their life. We don't know what forced them to do that. Just like we were talking about earlier, sometimes the state's actions force us into terrible circumstances. And no, we know no, that, you... Sometimes it's just kids being kids and they happen to get in trouble for it. Yep, that like, is true. What teenager has nothing but I've keyed a, I keyed a car when I was a teenager. Yeah, I mean... I keyed a, I keyed a car. Should I, like, should that... I've vandalized government life? property. Like, of course, like, we've all yeah, done I something have. stupid. Yeah. Although yeah. mine wasn't stupid. Mine was just... Yeah, we've all done some sort of vandalism or whatever because we were dumb teenagers. So it's like, really, that is the thing that you're going to carry with you for life. Just like, you know, a lot of people will say, and rightly so, that is absurd, that if you pee in a playground when you're drunk in the middle of the night when there's no children around, you get a sex offender record. Yeah. Even if you're a teenager and you hold that for life. Like, what? does that hold how does that carry on that doesn't make sense like i don't necessarily support drunk teenagers peeing in playgrounds with no one there but like that's still stupid yeah i mean is it gonna really gonna ruin your life no so why should we ruin their and life here's the other thing about this here's also the double standard in that that why is it a criminal record if you served your time correct that is the whole point of the prison system that you pay your debt to society by going off to prison so why do you carry this record with you for life Mm-hmm. Because well, if you did your time and you served your sentence, you served your sentence. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out how you get caught peeing in a playground with no one else there at 2 a.m. while drunk. Some, I mean, sometimes, cops you. Drive, sometimes cops drive around. Kind well, of creepy. So Watch me pee. Is. For the, for the next one, cops though, surprises honestly, me. I'm, I'm, you know, I really, uh, the next uh, murder we're fixing to talk about, I really am uh, curious to see how anyone is going to defend the police in this case. Um, so Explain, I, got, I haven't heard of this one. So Okay, so I read about it this morning. I'm not sure when it happened. But uh, Breonna T- Taylor, she was an EMT in Louisville, Kentucky. And oh, the police, I did hear about this one too. Yeah, they were conducting a narcotics raid and entered, or they kicked down the door. Well, hold, okay, so they, so, okay, I'm going to just read it to you how I've read it, and then I'm going to tell you what the police are claiming. So they kicked down the door, and they... Uh, the boyfriend of Taylor started firing, as anyone would if you were <laughs> having your door kicked in at 1 a.m. He hit an officer in the leg, and then the cops shot eight times, or I don't know how many times they shot, but eight bullets went through Breonna Taylor, killing her as she slept. Now, they were, like I said, trying to conduct a drug bust, but they hit the wrong apartment. So here's, what the, here's some of the things, uh, some of the facts I have. The officers were not in uniform. Um, they were not wearing body cams, and it is said that their unit doesn't wear them, even though body cam footage was used as evidence for this same unit a while back. The officers are claiming that they did knock. Now they had a no-knock warrant. Keep that in mind. Why would you, know, why would you knock if you have a no-knock warrant? They claim they did knock and announce their presence as officers. Now no one, no civilians have yet to uh, confirm this. The reason they had a warrant for this operation was because they believed a known drug dealer 
was receiving packages through this address before taking the packages to a known drug house 10 miles away. And they already had the drug dealer in their sights when this operation was performed. And after the fact of the shooting, no drugs were found in uh, Breonna Taylor's home. So (laughs) as of right now, um, thankfully, the case is looking really good for Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend's side. Sadly, for some fucked up reason, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend right now is facing charges of assault and attempted murder. Uh, I can't tell you. I can't. I'm. I'm not gonna get into that. But I just can't begin to tell you how fucking angry how that even makes me. Justifying that at all? Yeah, I mean that just that pisses me off because when that when I hear shit like that, and then I you hear all these fucking bootlickers saying police are out here to protect us. Who the fuck are we gonna call to protect us from the police when they're kicking down our door at one a.m. shooting us? Who's gonna watch the watchmen? Exactly. I mean. But I, I mean, get hey. where Menarchus come from, but when I see shit like this, like I can't, I don't, I don't see the need for any kind of monopoly on any kind of service. And when you have monopoly on violence, this is what you fucking get. And we're gonna get more of it if we don't fucking take down the well, police state and deregulate or decentralize it. Let's go down the list because this is just one of many that are like this. Remember last year, Amber Geiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, and both these and Amber Geiger, just like Breonna Taylor, black women. I'm sorry. Like, I get no, no, I, Amber. Again, no, I'm, no, no, no. Amber Geiger was a white officer who yeah, claimed she walked into the wrong apartment right, and he was her own and saw a black yeah. dude in there. Yeah. And it's sitting on the couch eating ice cream, watching television at two in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every home invader is sitting on your yeah. couch eating ice cream instead of yep. burglarizing. And then she shoots him when he, like, has his hands up and shit. And what did she get? Like, I think she got only like five years, and then how I don't about think she got any time? No, she got some time, but it was very pathetically small. Yeah, because that's yeah, no, that's that's why it was such a big deal because she actually did get time. She actually got punished for it rather than getting a two weeks paid vacation like yeah. the cops get. And then how but... about that dude a few months ago that he was called for a checkup call, and then he's snooping around the house. So the woman inside, oh, white cop, black woman, she sees something, so she grabs her gun. He sees through the window and opens fire. What? Yeah, I mean, what she and she was playing. She was playing video games with her children, so her children saw that happen. Her children watched her get shot to death. So they're going out busting people for for small ass things, ruining their lives. But not only are they ruining their lives when they do this kind of shit, they're ruining those child's lives. Imagine if you're a child and you know you're playing video games with your parent one second, and then the next second you're watching them get blazed up by a bunch of bullets from some fucking pigs. And so, I mean, this is just one of many like this. And sadly, it's one of many like this. Like, I'm not saying I'm desensitized. I'm just not surprised. Yeah. But it does fucking piss me off that somehow, because I mean, obviously with the circumstances there, I would say somebody had a personal vendetta against these people and want to do it. Just like, oh, also another one. Also that no-knock raid last year of that couple that they claimed they were heroin dealers. So they busted down the door. They shot him. They shot each other. When he opened fire on them, because some people busted down his door at two in the morning. So what does any reasonable person do? He opened fire. Yeah. And they they shot each other. They shot him. They shot the wife. What did they find? Not heroin. Like a gram of cocaine and some weed. Sounds which, like a personal vendetta. Which a, this brings up the point. We need to end the fucking drug war. Why are people still getting killed over what yeah. other people decide to put in their bodies? 
And I mean, like we can, like I, we, if we leave it there, obviously people are just going to hear this and come at us and say, "Oh, you just want drugs." No, if we end the drug war, the cartels no longer have power in that area, so the gangs don't really have power here, and there's less gang violence, less crime. But also, you get you see less people going into these prisons. You see less police brutality happening on the streets. And uh, on the prisons thing, the U.S. has more than a quarter of the world's population, or the the world's prison population here in the U.S. alone. And, and most of it high, in California. Yeah. Despite making up four percent of the population, the United States is twenty five percent of the prison population. <laughs> and and listen, and a high number of those uh, people that are in our prisons are black people or just minorities in general. So whenever I hear, and it, it just pisses me off whenever I hear libertarians trying to take the side of the cops or the other, you know, just anyone in this kind of case, even if it is just because they're black. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not one to promote uh, racial pride in any sense because I think it's dumb. But uh, I mean, we should definitely okay, acknowledge <laughs> the fact that our justice. <laughs> we should definitely acknowledge the fact that our justice is fucked for minorities in this country, and the pol- police are targeting minorities in this country. I promise you, if you walk through my neighborhood, I live in I live in one of the widest neighborhoods in my town. If you walk through my neighborhood, you're going to find just as many drugs and illegal guns as you would in any minority full neighborhood in any part of this country. That's just that's just fucking being American, dude. Yeah. And I mean, oh, oh, here's another one, and we have to end the drug war. We have to end the red flag laws because there's another one a couple weeks ago. Red flag law. They do it always at three in the morning. Like you're gonna flush the guns down the toilet. Like that's that was the point of no not grace because you can flush drugs down the toilet. You can't flush a gun down the toilet. It's there to physically disarm people and harm them. But. Here's the thing. So they get there's this veteran that they call in a red flag law on him. They come in at mm-hmm. five in the morning and they bust on his door. They don't even announce this to police. So this guy grabs his gun. He has his family in the house with him. He opens fire and they flight him up. Or he no, he didn't even open fire on them. He has the gun. He sees his cops. He puts his gun down and they still open fire on him. He put the fucking gun down and they still lit him up. So all this shit needs to end. Everything about the police state, the drug war. <laughs> well, the well, well, real quick. But what, that, that, what you just said reminds me of the shooting that happened with that one cop, where he's giving the dude the orders. The dude, he's he's giving the dude. Yeah, Daniel Daniel Shaver and Philip yeah. Railford. And the dude starts to follow his contradicting orders, and he gets killed because of it. And that cop's receiving a pension now because of it. I, he still I'm has sorry. a job, and he's getting a pension, so he's we, making $2,500 extra a month. You know how much that is a year? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get it all out in this episode. 30000 a year. He's getting an extra 30000 yeah. on top of his, like, 60000 Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I'm like, not going to let it all out in this episode. It's going to be spread out the whole fucking time we do this podcast, but I just I will never let it not be known how much I fucking hate cops. Yeah. All right, we all agree there, but anyway. Yeah. This has been Menace. A... You well, Menace. I think had one point, real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, this I just wanted to point something out. Like we've been sitting here this entire time, showing what we care about. Truly, <laughs> we pointed yeah. it out in the first part when Porter was here. We pointed it out now with cops. We pointed it out with all the injustices that happened, and yet to connect it all back, we get called apathetic. Yep. Yep. We have an hour of proof just to how much libertarians care, probably more than just about anyone else. 
Well, we have uh, multiple episodes proving that. We have multiple this episodes. This is just one just episode this... that focuses on it. Multiple yeah. podcasts. Yeah. How many fucking libertarian podcasts are there? Because we're so passionate about this shit that we have, we all have this need to sit down and talk into a microphone for an hour because nobody wants to fucking listen to us, and they call us the apathetic ones. Yep. It's it's like, and it's not even stuff like. I mean, some of the times it is a little more self-centered. Like I like we want our freedoms, but most of the time when we're talking about this stuff, we're not even focused on ourselves. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I know a good amount of libertarians that, like, if they could sacrifice themselves for other people to have the freedoms they want, that that they probably do it. Like I, I personally, I'm one of them. I don't know about y'all. I would. Um, yeah. Like just almost as like a blood sacrifice, just to change everything as a self blood <laughs> sacrifice, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's we're not. I mean, sure, like we have the whole idea of individualism. But, like it's not selfish. Like we want this for everyone. It's not a self centered thing. Like, we're sitting here talking about how cops are doing this to other people. We're not sitting here about what cops are doing to us. We're not sitting here talking about how the government is messing up our lives and our and our economic plans. We're talking about how it's messing up other people. Like Because we're not the ones targeted by cops. We're sitting here on our microphones talking shit. It's like, we're not the ones getting targeted. We're not the ones getting shot. We're not the ones going off to war. We're not the ones getting bombed. We're not any of that. And we're still sitting here talking about it because we care about other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we're probably the most empathetic group out of all of them. I know that's kind of a big claim to make. Like, <laughs> but if you, like, because left-wingers on the, like, on the surface seem very empathetic. But, of course, that's when you get down underneath. It's mostly envy. Envy and hate is what drives them. But, like, ours yep. is empathy. Ours is sympathy. Ours is a desire to make sure everyone can have a fair chance at life. A free chance at life. Not, like, not hindered by anything like we've complained about, yeah. yet we still get called apathetic. It just shows how little in, in intuitiveness other people have, in little drive to actually find out what people care about, find out what people like really mean. That's, that's why I can't yep. stand talking to people at all because they don't care to know <laughs> about you. They only care about them. Yeah, yep. libertarians are the only groups of people who I think I've seen that actually care about learning about other people's point of views. Everyone else yeah. says thinks they're 100% correct, and they don't... Like, talk about being self-centered and apathetic towards other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to drag this episode long, on yeah. longer. I'm well, going on another I think rant. That's, that's a great point to end on, because this has been a great episode. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I think this is sure. one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> this yeah. is probably my favorite, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so let's just wrap up here. We got a few things to announce before we uh, do get off is that uh, for anyone who apparently has not been looking at our Instagrams and shit on our Twitter, we do have a Discord right now that is open to the public. So if you want to come in here, shitpost with us, chat with us, shoot the shit, whatever, uh, you can come in here. The link is in basically all of our bios, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on the official like yeah. uh, Instagram page. Yeah, it's, it's in the there. Twitter bio. It's on the Instagram page. It's in all of our bios. So come and check it out. If for some reason it's, can't it's, find it, DM one of us. We'll send yeah, it to you. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually really fun so far. Like it's mm-hmm. still full of mostly chill people, so it's good. It's fun. Still small. I'm in here. Yeah, you can listen to us live. Like if that's what you're into for whatever reason, uh, you can listen to us live here. Which we, we had a few people, people. In here. Yep. Yeah, we actually had like two or three people yeah. in here tonight listening to us live. Uh, not for the yeah. whole so time, but cool. they come in and out listening, yeah. in, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So if you want to be part of that, uh, go to the link. Enter. Uh, we're currently also working on like setting up an economy in here. If that's what you're into. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Other than that, uh, anything else you guys want to plug? Obviously, go check out Porter's article on what we talked yeah, about. That, it's yeah, pretty well written. I'll link that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, it'll be 
in the description for YouTube and whatnot. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say. What was it? Oh, yeah. We've been thinking about dabbling in some merchandise. Um, I do want mm -hmm. to hear uh, your opinions on that. Would you all want... And we're not talking about, like... Look, I'm very picky with my merchandise. I don't <laughs> want, like, our faces all over it personally. Maybe, like, one yeah. or two shirts of the logo. But most of the time, I kind of just want Liberty-themed merchandise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I have like a tag or something on there saying insurrection ink, but I don't want like our thing being the main front. I want this to be a shirt you can wear out in public and not be ashamed or feel like you're being a yeah. super mega cringe lord with like insurrection ink podcast on it. Like that's that's stupid. Yeah. I don't care, also, like, what podcast yeah. it is. Before yeah, we like, end, menace. I'm sorry, but menace because uh, he brought up in the past he wanted to do like a episode where maybe y'all asked us questions. So if you have any questions for our uh, host. Either me, Jay, whoever. Uh, please just send that to the Insurrection Inc. thing or DM it to us separately, and we'll see about answering, answering it on the show sometime because I think that'd be a fun yeah, like idea. I, I yeah. put up a story on Instagram asking for questions, but like 90% of them were joke questions, and the other <laughs> like the other 10% were like just incoherent because like they weren't native English speakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no offense to them, but like I couldn't understand what they were trying to ask at all. We love our foreign listeners. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, please just like, put it in your native. Please put it in your native language, and then it will translate it for you. Yeah, yeah we got honestly, it all a lot easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jay, you want to take us out? Uh yeah. So you know, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We're all getting more active on Twitter. That's really cool. Yep. Uh, so far, most of us like it better than Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Subscribe, rate the show five stars, comment whatever you know, do whatever you want to do. But we'll also share the show. Reviews. Oh, yeah, we can start doing that. So uh, leave reviews, leave comments. Uh, we'll start reading those out. Leave a rating. It really helps us. And uh, share the show. And have a great day, everybody. See you. When they learn that you have obstructed a telephone call to the President of the United States, can you imagine? Shoot it off. Shoot with a gun. That's what the bullets are for, you twit. Okay. I'm going to get your money for you. But if you don't get the President of the United States on that phone, you know what's going to happen to you? What? You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. <laughs>